Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time seeing my face or hearing my voice and you're like, who's this lady? Why am I watching her? Why am I listening to her? I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like making sure you have your articles of incorporation with the state, getting your EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, uh, having appropriate contracts for clients and partners, um, Brand protection strategy so people don't steal your business ideas and uh, hiring and training strategies so that you don't get sued for discrimination, okay? These are just some of the things that I can help you with if you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you with them. I'm very happy that you asked. I am a licensed attorney. I have been one for uh, 15 years and counting. I have started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. Most important, I am very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas, and if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it, so that is why I am here, okay? So if you are in the startup phase of your business and you need some legal guidance, you know, because it can be a little bit confusing, that's what I'm here for. I want to connect with you. Um, please go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. That is the only link in my bio on Instagram and it's all over my page on Facebook. Uh, I will spell it out for you. It is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Hello, Canna Cape Cod, D.C. Um, guys, if you are looking for an amazing all-inclusive resort experience in the DMV area, I highly suggest that you follow Canna Cape Cod, D.C., okay? But yeah, but uh, back to me shilling my wares. Yes, yeah, so if you are in the startup phase of your business and you need some guidance, link with me at linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm. There you can book yourself a free 15-minute consultation if you are a first-time client. You can also download the free BizLaunch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm is also where you can find many of my digital products like my eBooks and my video trainings. This month, we're focusing on hiring and training so you can pick up the employee onboarding guide to help you set up your team for success. Uh, Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is also where you can uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast. So if you miss a live broadcast, you can catch up at your leisure. And last but not least, Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is where you can get your lovely show merch like your mugs and your t-shirts. You know, if you want to be a supporter of the show, grab you one. All right. Um, yes. So those are our housekeeping things. Um, also just a reminder next week, we only have one show, so I don't want y'all to miss me too bad. Mama's going on vacation. Okay. I'm gonna be on the beach. Um, but yeah, but yeah, so moving past, um, business, let's get on to the show. So here's how the show works. Just in case somebody is watching at some point who doesn't know what's happening. 
here's how it works. I pull stories from the news, from podcasts, from blog sites, stories that you guys send me, questions that you guys send me. Uh, and I pull the ones that have lessons that we can learn as business owners and we dissect the facts and we talk about them and see how we can apply them to our own businesses. Hello, baby girl. All right. So, um, this is a time for you to get involved. This is a time for you to, uh, to ask your questions and give your comments as long as they're respectful. Um, I am going to be asking you to give me some emojis, you know, and, and tell me what you think about certain things. Um, so, you know, keep your hands ready as long as you're not driving. Um, yeah. And it's a lot more fun when we all participate together. So please do, you know, feel free to participate. Even if you're watching the replay, if you hear me ask a question and you have an answer, type it in there. I'm going to see you later. I will respond, okay? All right. So our first story of the night, okay? Now, we all, um, you know, know that... Uh, when you see the letters NYC, uh, you know, usually when it's represented in, uh, you know, in some type of media, there's a very specific type of design, um, that is used for NYC, right? Um, also I posted a picture in my stories earlier today and I asked you guys if, if certain logos were too close for comfort. If you did not get a chance to look at my stories to see the logos that I'm talking about from New York, go check them out right now. Okay. So New York, like any other municipality, they have, you know, their, their, their city departments and they have their, their, um, you know, their famous places and they have signs for them. Right. And every city has a particular way that they design, uh, you know, their, their city signs and, and how things look. Um, and NYC is, is not exempt from that. They have trademarks, they have designs that they have protected. Right. But, um, well, not, but well, because of, you know, these very iconic images that are conjured up when you think of New York and these uh, designs that they have carefully selected to represent different parts of the city and different parts of the New York City government. Uh, New York City, yes, the city has filed a lawsuit against um, a gentleman by the name of Robert Lopez, okay? Robert Lopez, he is the owner of a company called New York Cannabis. Um, he sells ca um, cannabis uh, enthusiast merchandise like t-shirts and things like that and paraphernalia. Um, and New York City is saying that Mr. Lopez is basically ripping off their designs. Uh, his, his merchandise looks like the city's brand. Now, Mr. Lopez, on the other hand, he is not denying that he um, heavily borrows from New York City's um, designs to design his own uh, cannabis brand merchandise. Hey, Zephyrina. But his um, argument, mind you, uh, Mr. Lopez is representing himself. He does not have an attorney. He's saying He says that, um, you know, he's been in business for... 20 years as a non-lawyer managing intellectual property. And he says that, you know, um, he feels like he, the, the, the use of the New York city iconic signage is fair use and parody. Um, so if you look at, again, look at the pictures in, um, 
in my stories, you'll see the New York City icons, and then you'll see the ones that Robert Lopez has designed for his New York cannabis brand. So, um, so New York City is basically saying, Robert, really? Like, you're basically just copying our stuff. And Robert is like, yeah, so what? I'm, it's, it's a joke. It's funny. Um, so what I want to know from you guys is, do you think that Robert's use of, you know, the New York signage, the New York logos, is it fair use or is he just ripping off New York City style? He's saying it's fair use. What do you guys think? What do you think? If you have not seen the photos, again, check my stories. Um, it's like, it, it's one of those too, clo too close for comfort questions. And you'll see um, three logos on one side and three logos on the other side. I want to know from you guys, looking at the New York uh, symbols versus Robert Lopez's interpretation of the symbols, do you think that this is fair use or is he just copying them? Canna Cape Cod asks, is he a New York-based company? Absolutely, Canna Cape Cod. He is based in New York. He is a New York-based company. Um, so, is there room for New York City's iconic signage and New York cannabis's, you know, I guess, amusing take on it? Or is Mr. Robert Lopez just taking advantage of the fact that, you know, people recognize the, you know, the, the, um, the way that New York City things look and is trying to make money off of that? What do you guys think? Is Robert Lopez just, you know, expressing himself? Is, you know, is he just using his First Amendment rights? Or is he ripping off New York City? I personally think that um, Robert is just being unimaginative and like, no, especially like, no, not with a city as big as New York. They're not going to let that fly. And especially you are a cannabis brand. The city cannot be seen as, you know, connected to anything that is federally illegal. And while cannabis may be illegal, may be legal within the state of New York, federally cannabis is still illegal. So as a state that is beholden to the federal government of the United States, they do not want to align themselves with, you know, a with cannabis period, especially not a cannabis brand. So I don't think this is fair use. And I think that the city is also concerned with their image. Granted, you know, there's a whole lot of other stuff going on in New York, but we're not even going to talk about that. Okay. But what do you guys think about that? Whether you're watching now or you're watching later, do you think that Robert Lopez should be able to continue to use these designs or does he need to become a little bit more creative? Okay. Um, let me know what you think about that. Um, how many stories do we have today? Oh, we do have four stories. Okay. Um, okay. I don't think there's anybody watching right now who was here. If you were, if you watched last night, if you were on here last night with me, give me a thumbs up, okay? If you were on here last night with me, give me a thumbs up. Um, last night, we talked about a man, a gentleman who was sentenced to four and a half years in federal prison for um, defrauding over 2,900 trademark holders over the course of three years. Now, last night, I told you guys I did not know where this man was from. I, I, I 
kind of took a stab at it and guessed he was Russian. Uh, his name is Viktor Suhorukovs. Um, I was mistaken in, you know, identifying him as Russian. I just wanted to let you know that he is a Latvian um, citizen. He is from the com- the country of Latvia, but for the next four and a half years, he will be a guest of the uh, Federal Department of Corrections, okay? Um, yes. So, I just wanted to update you guys on that, all right? Now, moving on to our next story of the evening. If you have seen any of the Austin Powers movies, Austin Powers with Mike Myers, give me an AP, no, give me the, give me the glasses emoji. If you have seen any of the Austin Powers movies, give me the glasses emoji. Heck is that? Uh, okay. Now, for those of you who might be a little young, um, Austin Powers was, uh, you know, they had three, it's, it's a movie series. There's three of them. They started in the early to mid two thousands. Beyonce starred in one of them. Thank you, Zephyrina. Mike Myers was the principal star in all three movies. That's where we got, um, what's it? Dr. Evil or whatever. Uh, there were I- iconic characters in Austin Powers and, you know, phrases that we still use this day. If you see the title that I use for the show, it says, Do I Make You Want to Commit Infringement, Baby? And if you know Austin Powers, you know that Austin Powers, one of his catchphrases was, Do I make you horny, baby? <laughs> I mean, that's a terrible, um, you know, imitation of it, but that, but that's basically how it went, right? Okay, so... Austin, (laughs) so Austin Powers was initial, the copyrights to the Austin Powers film franchise was um, originally owned by New Line Cinema, okay? But um, through a number of, uh, oh, (laughs) yes, Uh, but through a number of business deals, um, and I think that New Line Cinema may have gone out of business, um, Title or, you know, the, the copy, copyright ownership for the Austin Powers, specifically for Austin Powers International Man of Mystery, which was the first in the movie series. Um, the copyrights for that movie ended up in the hands of a man called Ralph Hartman. Um, I don't know what Ralph Hartman's, you know, day job is, but I'm assuming it has to do with, you know, Businessy, entertaining stuff. Anyway, Ralph Hartman, through his business deals, gets the copyright, um, you know, ownership over Austin Powers, right? International Man of Mystery. Fast forward, Apple, um, you know, if you have an iPhone or any type of Apple product, you know that you can hop onto iTunes and you can purchase or download you know, not just music, but also TV shows and movies. And this is exactly what Apple did with uh, Austin Powers. They put Austin Powers International Man of Mystery up for sale on iTunes. Um, But what they failed to do, apparently, was um, ask for permission from the new copyright owner for Austin Powers, Ralph Hartman. 
So because Apple did not, uh, you know, get Ralph's permission to put Austin Powers on iTunes for sale, what do you think Ralph did? What do you think Ralph did? Hey, what do you think Ralph did? Now, Ralph didn't make Austin Powers, but because he got money and influence, he was able to acquire the copy, copyright ownership of the movie. And what happens when you have copyright ownership? Um, very good, Zephyrina. When you have copyright ownership, you get to say what happens with, you know, a, partici a particular piece of work. And if someone is not using that work in the way that you like or has used it without your permission, you have the right to do exactly what Zephyrina said and sue. So Ralph Hartman is suing Apple for copyright infringement because they have been putting Austin Powers for sale on their iTunes platform. Now, we don't know how many, you know, downloads or how many sales there have been of the Austin Powers movie, but, um, you know, Apple's not going to put something on there that's not going to generate them some type of income. So, knowing all of this, how much do we think Ralph Hartman can reasonably expect to, you know, try and shake Apple down for? What do we think Ralph Hartman can get? Hello, Leak Stove. What do we think Ralph Hartman can get from Apple, um, you know, from this, you know, copyright faux pas? Apple, we know these. this is a global corporation. They probably have a legal team that is larger than, you know, the entire NFL. Um, so how did they let this slip through the cracks? Um, Zephyrina said $1 million, baby. <laughs> You're funny, Zephyrina. Okay. One, oh, okay. Wait, I forgot. $1 million. <laughs> it's okay. We're here to have a good time. So, um, all right. So Zephyrina said Ralph should get a million dollars. Now, again, we don't know how much Apple has made from, you know, downloads or sales of Austin Powers. So, you know, they may not have even made a million dollars out of that. I would give it a percentage. I would probably say that Ralph deserves 50% of, you know, whatever they made. Um, but good luck to them. Apple should know better. All right. Okay, and then we are moving on to our final story of the evening. If you've got a baseball lover in your life, tell them to get near the screen, you know, grab their jersey or mitt or whatever you do for baseball. Uh, because, you know, I, I need some, some baseballers to give me some, some information. All right, um, and then when we finish this story, we will probably have some time left over. So we will... Uh, so we'll go into Q&A, okay? All right. Um, so my baseball lovers, baseball lovers, please give me a baseball emoji, all right? Give me a baseball emoji if you like America's pastime. Although I feel like America's pastime has switched from baseball to football. I feel like people are much more into football these days than they are baseball, but that could just be me. Anyway, if you're a football fan, uh, you may have heard of a team called the St. Louis Cardinals. 
The St. Louis Cardinals, they have um, a rookie on their team who goes by the name Lars Newtbar. N-O-O-T-B-A-R-R. Lars Newtbar. Now, I'm going to assume that Lars's um, lineage is from, you know, is like Slavic or Norwegian or something like that. This is this is a very, you know, Icelandy, Finlandy, Norwegian name. Um, but I don't know him personally. But Lars's name, regardless of where it comes from, is a name that is very unique. And it and also because of Lars's profession, it puts him in a very unique position. Lars is a professional athlete, right? Um, and professional athletes are always looking to get more energy. So Lars Newtbar has put his money where his name is and has trademarked his last name, Newtbar, in the realm of energy bars. Hello, Brandon. All right. So, um, Brandon, are you a baseball fan? Let me know. If you're a baseball fan, let me know. Um, so yeah, so Lars has said, you know, this funny name of mine, Newt Bar, while, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make the most out of it. It sounds like an energy bar. So they're making energy bars. Okay. Brandon is a baseball fan. Brandon, have you heard of Lars Newt Bar? He is a rookie on the St. Louis Cardinals. We got a baseball fan in the house, guys. All right. All right. So, um, while while Brandon lets us know, you know what team he what team he he reps for. You never heard of him? Okay. Well, he he's a rookie on the St. Louis Cardinals, right? His name is Lars Newtbar, which is uh, I, um, like I said, I think it's a, a Norwegian Slavic name. But because he's an athlete, it gives him a unique position to, you know, use his name to make some money. Lars Newtbar has trademarked his last name for Energy Bar. So you're, it's pretty soon you're going to be able to go in GNC or some type of store and pick up a Newtbar, N-O-O-T-B-A-R-R, uh, you know, and, and uh, hey, Nessie time, and Lars is going to make some money off of that. So it's really important for you to capitalize on your, your unique your uniqueness, right? Lars, Lars's name, while, you know, I'm sure maybe he got fun of it, you know, when he was growing up as a kid, but that name is going to bring him, him in quite a bit of cash, especially if these energy bars go off, all right? Now, not only has Lars trademarked his name for energy bars, history's hottest trainer, he's also trademarked it for clothing, candy bars, and cereal, um, so, Mr. Newt Bar, you know, I, I'm expecting that he's going to make quite a bit of money. So, to those of you who just came in, if you are a baseball fan, please give me a baseball emoji because we just finished a baseball story. To those of you who just came Nessie Time, Street's Hottest Trainer, let me know if you guys are baseball fans. Okay. Um... Okay, Brendan, I know you're a baseball fan. I'm trying to see if anybody knows who Lars Newtbar is. Um, anyway, <laughs> those were the stories that I wanted to share with you today. Um, for those of you who came in late, we talked about um, the, the city of New York is suing a cannabis brand 
owner who is, uh, you know, jacking their style. Um, Apple, not enough contact. Okay. <laughs> okay. You like full contact sports? All right. Um, Apple is being sued by a gentleman who acquired the copyrights to Austin Powers. Uh, they're being sued for putting Austin Powers on iTunes without permission. Um, Lars Newsbar at, uh, Lars Newsbar of the St. Louis Cardinals is, uh, you know, making his funny name, make him some money. He is trademarked for energy bars. And for those of you who were watching last night, when we talked about that guy who was sentenced to four and a half years in prison for impersonating the USPTO, I mistakenly identified him as Russian. He is not Russian. He is Latvian. His name is Viktor Suhorukovs. All right. But yeah, so those were the stories that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, thank you to everybody who participated. Those of you who came in a little bit, um, after you can always rewatch. Um, but since we were, we have a few minutes, we ended a little bit early. We can, uh, take some Q and A right now. So if you guys have questions about business formation, about any of the stories that we covered this week, now is the time for you to ask. Uh, this is our last show for this week. I will be broadcasting Monday and then I will be off for the rest of the week next week because your girl's going to St. Martin. I'm going to be in the sunshine. Oh, oh, oh. All right. Don't mind me. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so we're going to have a show Monday, no show Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, make sure that you are booking your one-on-ones. Oh, Cheryl has a question. Ask your question, my dear. Thank you, Zephyrina. Cheryl has a question, y'all. I'm waiting for Cheryl to ask her question. I love it when you guys ask me questions. Ooh, I'm thirsty. Cheryl has a question. While Cheryl gets her question in, um, what else do I need to remind you guys? Please make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel, y'all. I'm I'm trying to get a YouTube check. Um, as well, what else did I want to tell you? Uh, if you guys are having conferences or anything, I am available to be a speaker. Let me know and I will send you my rate sheet. What else do I want to let you guys know about? Oh, hold on. Cheryl put up her question. Cheryl said, there is a debate in one of my craft groups. Can you use a trademark or copyright image for a gift? Not selling, but for a gift only. Hmm. Um, so like, are you saying like, if I make, if I make a Chanel bag and I gift it to someone else, is that what you're saying, Cheryl Whiteside? Like if, if I purchase the materials, cause I've seen people in these craft groups, you know, they'll purchase, uh, you know, so-called luxury brand materials like leathers and things like that and create their own things. The problem is that you purchase that material in the first place. That is counterfeit goods, right? So what you're making it out of is already illegal. Um, Now, if you're selling it, yeah, that's absolutely wrong. But gifting it, is not as bad as selling it. However, the fact that you might have these materials, um, you know, is is the bad part. Now, the images, that's different. 
right? Now there, there is, um, there, there is, someone told me this anecdote, you know, they went to Disney World, um, they went to Disney World and they went with a friend and their friend was like really into Disney World and had made their own Disney shirt. And there was someone there who was asking her about the Disney shirt and she said, you know, I made it myself. And, you know, they were like, oh, do you sell them? She was like, no, you know, I just made it for myself. And they were like, oh, I'm glad you don't because I'm a Disney attorney. You know, they're one of the IP attorneys. If you're just using the materials for yourself or, you know, like as long as you're not mass gifting it, like you can't make a thousand Disney t-shirts and then hand them out to, you know, a thousand people. But if you're making it for yourself or, you know, like, I don't know, your kid or something like that, and there's no money being exchanged, it's less bad. I'm not going to say it's okay, but it's less bad than if you were selling it, okay? Does that answer your question? Because they do sell, they do sell the materials, right? So if you purchase branded fabrics from Joanne Fabrics, you know, you can make stuff for yourself, but they tell you on it, you can't sell it. All right? Does that answer your question, Cheryl? Okay. Girl, look, listen, I appreciate your efforts in your groups, but it's like, you know, people usually don't listen until they get into trouble. Cheryl said these people won't listen. All you can do is, you know, tell people, tell people the truth, right? If they choose not to take it, that's not your fault. Don't cause yourself any stress over people that don't want to listen. You, you, you know, your tribe will find you. So don't even stress yourself out. Okay. <laughs> Zephyrina said, mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, guys, so we are going to close out here unless we have any more questions. Uh, I want you guys to have a run wonderful rest of your week and a wonderful weekend. Take care of yourselves. Um, you know, uh, wash your hands, wear your masks, um, stay out of large crowds, okay? Uh, and I will see you on Monday. If you ha have a good evening, everybody, good night. If you got any questions, DM me, set up an appointment. Can't wait to talk to you. Bye.